Good morning. I'm going to talk about godly community today. First of all, I'm going to do something that maybe some of you who don't like to walk too much early Sunday morning not like to do. But I'm going to ask if you're sitting in the back, like four or five rows, can you come to the middle? If you're in the middle, can you sit? I won't bite or anything. Just to the front. And then let's just all say good morning, people. So I don't even want to start yet. Let's just all say hi, and let's all just move up if you can do that. Hello. Hello. What's up? Good morning. Hello. What's up, little man? What's up? What's up? How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Got to move. What's up? There you go. Now the church is a little more full. So I'm going to talk about godly community, and I like to go through four things that uh, Mr. Lang told me. So I want to go through the theology of it, so like God and stuff, and then I want to go through the context of it, and then the culture, which is us, and then the mission of how we can like, act in godly community. So first, I wanted to ask the question, how is this applicable to our church? And a lot of things I was thinking of was like, so if I'm... I'm not a Christian, and I ask what godly community is. I'm going to ask first, does God have community? Because God is God, right? So why would somebody who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-loving need somebody other than himself? And so I was kind of racking through my head, like, why would God have community? And then I realized, well, God did, because God has the Trinity, right? The Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Ghost, and Him. And so uh, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Definitely didn't just put that up. Um, so that's the first part of the theology I want to get through, that God even himself knows the importance of community. Um, and then secondly, I want to talk about Jesus. So God did it, so why would his son not do it? So Jesus, when he came down on earth, so he was fully God but fully human, right? Jesus could have done every single thing that he needed to do by himself, right? Like, Jesus simply did not need anybody else. And, I mean, if you're Jesus, you probably know that. But Jesus didn't want to just have the glory all to himself, right? He surrounded himself with 12 people, 12 sinful people, the disciples, um, that were far from him, were far from a life that he wanted for them. And because he knew that his glory could be shown through them, and he knew the importance of community, that he surrounded himself by 12 people, um, just showed his love through them. And so I want to talk about this into a context of the Bible. So 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven says, Now you are a body of Christ, and each of you is a part of it. We are all the body of Christ. We are all uniquely made and loved and have different spiritual gifts and abilities that we have come together to use in Christ. And so, um, just, just as I was looking for different scriptures and stuff to use, I really like how we're all like the body of Christ. For example, like, I feel I do okay talking up front, but some people may not. Like, um, people who do sound maybe not want to come up here. Like, if I asked him to come up, I don't think he would want to. Well, he's great at sound. And see, and so he can do different things with uh, different abilities. And there's some people I know that can, maybe they can bake, you know. They can just make stuff for other people. And so I, th- I think it's an important thing about community because a lot of people think that a church relies on one person, which is like the pastor. And if we've known and we've seen, that that's not true. Like right now we don't have a lead pastor, but obviously our church is still thriving. I mean, there's still people I could call up 
to sit up front. And so I feel like that's a good thing that we need to realize too, that even though we don't have a lead pastor right now, if that's what you're relying on, then this church is not the godly community that it should be, right? Because we should rely on God first, right? So when somebody like a lead pastor leaves, the people who say that shows where the godly community is, right? Because if you want godly community, and this is something that I really want to emphasize, a lot of people say, oh, I want to go to this church. I want to go to this church. I want to go to this church. But it has to have like this whole list of things. Was Jesus the first list on that thing? Or is it they have to have coffee in the morning? They have to have nice lights from when they sing. They have to have a really good singer because I'm not going to sit every Sunday and listen to somebody who's bad at singing. They have to have a good lead pastor. They have to have a good youth group, right? But the one thing that I want you to take away from like this whole thing is that we should be the godly community that people search for in a church, right? Connection Church should be the godly community that you and I search for. So there should be no reason, there should be no reason why people come in here thinking, I wish this was different, I wish this was different. I wish I could add this, when in reality, you are the church. If you want something to be better, we can better ourselves. And so that's something that I really want to emphasize, that we should be the community that others search for. When people say, oh, I want a church to have this, that they find that in here, and it's something that is firm and something that will feed them every Sunday. And so just to go off of that, and um, being the community that people should search for, Matthew 4, 4 says, it is written, man shall live, man shall live on bread, not on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that goes along with just um, being the godly community that others should search for and should want um, to just reside in at Connection. That we shouldn't worry about how much like, money we have. We shouldn't worry about the attendance we have in church or worry about anything other than, like, are we talking to people's hearts? Or are we talking to people's you know, paychecks, you know? Like, I would want to go to a church where... Um, this is connection. Like we're, we're, we don't emphasize like, oh, you have to go to this and this and this, but we want you here. Like you belong here. You belong at a youth group. You belong wherever um, connection is. And so I think that's a really good thing too that our church is named connection, right? Like we have to connect with each other and we have to connect with Christ um, and the body of it. So another thing I was thinking of, I like to like do like play on words. I don't know why, but I shouldn't have said that. Anyways, but um, so I... I um, so I was talking about um, community, and I said community can either be kingdom-fulfilling or self-fulfilling, right? Because I've been to, not even churches, I've just been to a lot of places where, like, maybe it's even like a friend group, where, like, there's, like, this one popular person, and then there's four people around them, and the popular person, like, gets all, like, the love and attention, and, you know, that's cool, good for them. But then the three, the three people around them are just kind of left empty, just always pouring into something, never getting it out. So if we want connection to be the church that it should be, and the godly community that people come and seek, and finding here that we have to be kingdom fulfilling more than self fulfilling, and that's a hard thing to do because no matter how, what you do in the church, you want the church to thrive, you want the church to grow. But at the end of the day, you want to change people's hearts more than you want attendance in the church. Um, that's just something I really wanted to emphasize. So then I wanted to give some illustrations of kingdom fulfilling or self fulfilling. So I love soccer. I'm not sure if any of you love soccer, but I, I like soccer a lot. I like well, I sit there and watch a game. Maybe not, but I would love to play. You know, but um. So I was on the soccer team a while back, and it was pretty fun. Like, the coaches were okay. That's what you mean. But the coaches were good, uh, and the people I liked a lot. But as a Christian, I found it really, really, really difficult to not find myself, like, slipping, like, into what they're saying or slipping into, like, conversations that I shouldn't be. And not necessarily that I'd go into those conversations, but that I couldn't get away from those conversations, right? And so, like, every practice, every mile we ran, I'm running with the same people that have nothing... Nothing, they didn't care about God. They didn't care about, like, the future. And there's a lot of things that they did that I didn't agree with that 
it got to the point where if I wanted to stay on the soccer team, I would have to change who I was. And that's just something that, you sh- as a Christian, you should not be willing to do. Like, I could stay in there, and I could have all these friends on the soccer team, and it would be self-fulfilling, right? Or I could leave, and I could still love those people, but while I'm leaving the soccer team, I could still be the light of Christ to them, right? And so that was, like, a really hard thing that I had to do. Because I really, I really do enjoy playing soccer. And it was just an experience that was really good, but wasn't necessarily kingdom-fulfilling. And so that's, a, like, a really tangible way to me um, about being kingdom-fulfilling or self-fulfilling. So now I want to talk about something that's kingdom-fulfilling. So... This is probably a couple months ago. I'm really bad on time, so it's more than a couple months ago. But um, we had this new uh, foreign exchange student come to our youth group, um, and her name was Rosa. And Rosa lived in Germany, I believe. And so she had never went to church, nothing, nothing of those sorts. She didn't necessarily seem the type of person to want to go to church. And when she went, she was really, really quiet, like sat, like oh, this one girl didn't talk at all. And like... In that sense, like our youth group could be either self-fulfilling, like I could stay in my own bubble and I could talk to like all my friends and we could just have a good time or like we could go out and like reach her and talk to her more. And so slowly over the weeks, she, saw, she stopped sitting so much in the corner and she started inching closer to other people. And then eventually she was talking to us. She was um, just actually asking like really hard questions that somebody who didn't feel welcomed in a like community of connection wouldn't ask. And so it was the fact that Rosa came from Germany, and Rosa is like very independent from a very young age, and you can do a lot of things in Germany you can't do here, and so it was really interesting to see somebody who's quite literally from a different part of just like the world and culture come to connection and not only feel welcomed in the youth group, but wanting to actually be active in it, and she would actually even help us with like whether we were setting up for various things, so it's really cool to see how um, even though she hadn't been to our church and she doesn't know us, that um, we could love her through that, and we could love her through not even knowing her, just love her just for being there. And so uh, there's, there's certain things that I felt God is telling me to say that I feel are going to be kind of controversial. So, and, and if you get mad at what I'm saying, well, then you're not getting my point, okay? So I'm going to try to say this as well as I can, but if you don't understand, please say something. So if everything I said was just true, that God, the community, first starts with God, then it starts with Jesus, and then Jesus gave that community to us, right? And now we have it right here today. So if everything I said is true, why do I know way more people in my school right now that would say I'm more welcome in a community spelled as LGBTQ than a community spelled as C-H-U-R-C-H? I really do not know. Because there are a lot of people I know that would be more welcomed in like a different community. It doesn't have to be that than one that's spelled as church, right? And the church has done a really awful job at loving people who are beyond the reach of God. And that's something I hear from Christians. And that is completely wrong. That's not a godly community. That You're trying to self-fulfill whatever you think God is. We should love people no matter where they are. Because people are not going to want to go to a place where they feel judged, right? Like, I would not want to go to a church where if I do one thing wrong, I would feel that I got judged for it. And so I want people to emphasize that loving people is not just like love, right? I can't just say love is love and then that, that's God. No, love is Christ. Love is with Christ in him and through him, right? So in love, in John fifteen twelve, it says, "Bear one another as I bear one another with love as I have loved you." And so, I just want to like ask, are you guys doing that? Because I don't see you guys throughout your daily lives. Like I don't, I don't see Sam in his workplace. If Sam's upset, is Sam gonna go in the back and be like, "Oh, you just spilled, I don't know, this mad goat coffee"? <laughs> like, is mad? Is he gonna become a mad goat, or is he gonna just be like, is, is he gonna show Christ there, right? Or Anybody, like literally anyone else, like if Eli 
um, as he's serving, and he did in Kuwait, uh, say something bad happened. Is Eli just going to like cuss everybody out? Because, I mean, like in the military, there's a lot of tough, strong young men. And so, you know, maybe, maybe the, like, the like, stigmatism there is like, yo, you have to be tough. Is Eli going to choose to be tough in that moment? Or is Eli just going to choose like, the love of Christ, right? And so there's different things and situations where if you don't think you have the opportunity to be the light of Christ in your community, then you're not searching hard enough for it, right? Like you can be the light anywhere you want to go. And so one of the church's values written out here on this bulletin board is godly community. And I just want to ask, how do you think, that we're, how do you think we're doing on that? If, I, if all of you weren't a part of Connection, you walked into church right now, what would you think of Connection? What would you think of people around you? What would you think of the fact that we have people sitting in the back, people sitting in the front, some people alone? Like, it, it kind of breaks my heart when I go into a church and I see some people sit completely and utterly alone. There should be no reason why anybody's sitting alone. Especially, and like, if it's a whole family, okay, that makes sense. It's just family. We can leave them alone. That's not true. No one's going to feel welcomed if it's just them sitting right there, Right? Like, I wouldn't want to just sit alone in a church every Sunday. So I just want to make sure that we're loving people fiercely. Are we inviting others into the family of Christ? Like, are we actively inviting people to our church? Are we repenting daily? Are we taking up our own crosses before we walk in these doors? That we don't just come every Sunday and we get this fill and then we just live in the life of sin the rest of the week. Because we can't be a community that is built on Sunday's the only day that we want to choose uh, to be in the community of Christ. And are we choosing God over anything the world has to offer, right? And that's something that's really hard. And that has, like, a lot of inter- inter- interpretations I was uh, thinking of. Like, are we choosing God over, like, our emotions? So this weekend, we had the Minos Classic. And um, I was very tired. And I had to be there for a long time. And I found myself getting very irritable with certain things. And I kind of had to stop. And I was, like, talking to some people. And I was, like, complaining about things. Like, oh, I have to move this riser. Oh, yeah, they asked me to do one more thing. But then I was, like... Okay, they asked me to do it. Why am I complaining about it? Like, if I want to show Christ through me, how can I sit here and complain to other people about it, about me just having a servant heart? And so, especially this weekend, like, when you have no sleep and you have to do a lot of work, you're going to see, like, the dark places um, that some people can go and, like, the anger and, like, the emotions they can choose. So are you going to choose God over the emotions and the frustration and the sleep? Or are you going to not? It's just a simple question. And so... Another really good example was um, actually at Mendoza Classic. So we were setting up, and I was talking to one of my friends, and um, we were just randomly talking about random things. Just, it, was, it, was, it was so almost, and I don't believe in luck, so I really do believe this, like, this conversation was led by the Spirit. But, so my friend, his father died a couple months ago, and um, he's not religious at all, has nothing to do with Christ, doesn't believe in Christ. He, told me, he once told me that he, didn't, he believed in God, but he didn't believe in the Bible. And so that's when I was like, oh, okay, I was just like, I always put it in the back of my mind in case we ever had a conversation. So it was just me and him in a, a room. And so at the Mayo's Classic, in case you guys didn't know what this is, because I can just keep saying it, um, it's like this huge show choir thing, and like a, a lot of people come, like 25 groups. And so um, we decorate all these like classrooms, because that's where they say they put all the stuff, and then they go and perform, and they come back, and then they leave. It's like, okay, that's cool. Um, and so he was helping me set up my room, and I was just talking to him about things, and he was just talking to me about his dad, and um, just how it's hard to deal with it. And I was like, well, did you ever pray about it? And he was like, well, why'd I pray about it? I was like, well, you told me you believe in God. He's like, yeah, I believe in God. I don't believe in the Bible. I was like, okay. I was like, utilize the Bible's the word of God. And he was like, hey, I didn't ask for a sermon. And I was like, okay. I was like, I won't give you a sermon. I was like, but can I explain to you why I feel like you should pray about it? And he was like, sure. So then we have probably a 45-minute conversation over not only what, why it's important to pray, but why it's important 
to um, invite God into your life. And he is, he, I, I don't know if that like changed his heart or anything, but I know that me talking to him and how I like, instead of just judging him for the fact that he said he believed in God, but not the Bible, because I could have definitely been like, oh, you know, how do you do that? And, I, and a lot of Christians get that wrong too. Um, they will judge people on their actions and their sins, not knowing that all of us are sin, have sin in us and all of us fall short to the glory of God. And so I had a whole 45-minute conversation with this guy, and um, he asked me some really, really interesting questions, and I felt they, had, they were really applicable to this, too. Um, he, asked me my, he asked me about this one guy I know, and he's a Christian, and he's like, well, why do some Christians I know cuss? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I cannot talk about other people. I was like, but if, he's like, because I don't want to go to a church where, he's like, they show up on Sunday, but then cuss on Monday. And I was like, that's true. I was like, that's a really good question that I, for myself, can't answer because I won't choose to do that. But I was like, it's easy to choose, like I said, like anything, anything else over God, right? Like I can choose cussing. I can choose like to be angry. I can choose to do whatever I want to do in private and then have God out in public on Sunday mornings. And so he had some really good questions. It's really good concerns about church that I had to like, like, I had to like wrestle with myself, like really hard questions. Like why do Christians choose like when they're in sin to keep doing it? And then why don't they pray about it? And it's just hard things that like I had to answer to this guy who, I don't really know if he if that really did anything to him, but I know that he at least was interested in it. And so it's the fact that like if you don't think that you're a part of God's community when you walk out of these doors, then like I said, you have to look harder because you definitely aren't. Because like even even just in like simple things like that, like I was just setting up a room for a show choir competition, show choir competition, and this guy just asked me about God, right? And so it's a cool thing to see just God working through that. And I just wanted to remind everybody that. Not only are we a body of Christ, but like just because we have one spiritual gift doesn't mean you have to stick to that, right? Like I can talk well, but like if you need me to move some stuff, I can move some stuff, right? Like if you need me to like maybe not paint or anything or like draw, because that'd just be bad. You know, <laughs> don't ask me for that. But if you want me to like, I don't know, like pick something up for you or like take you to youth group, like I can do that for you. And so I feel like everybody needs to know that too. Like just because you have one spiritual gift doesn't mean that that's your capacity in the kingdom, right? Because I put my capacity in my potential in God, right? I feel that's what everybody else should do because that is, like, eventually that is who, um, essentially, that is who gives it to you. And so I just wanted to emphasize that and just emphasize the fact that, like I said, we should be the God community that people search for. Like, when we walk through these doors, are we showing God? Like, when people sit down, are we saying good morning? Are we just like, he's now. Like, and, and godly community goes more than just, like, talking to people for, like, 30 seconds. A lot of times I'll, like, talk to new people and be like, hi, how are you? Good. Bye. Like, like that, I, I, that's not really community. Like, I, don't, I don't go home to my mom and just like, hi, mom. Bye, mom. Like, that's not really community. So I want to emphasize that like, godly community doesn't just start with like, talking. Like, I can't just talk to somebody and think that's community. Like, we should like, constantly be praying for each other. We should constantly be meeting because the Bible says where two, where, um, two or three meet, he's among us. So there's like, different things that we can do. Like we have our prayer meeting every Wednesday, 6 to 6.30, um, there should be no reason why we can't have everyone who goes to Sunday, unless they have like you know work or anything like that. I understand that, but there's no reason why we can't have more people go into that, right? Because I'm talking about godly community, and I'm talking about how we can love people better through our church. We have to start in our church first, right? So if you want if you want more community and you want more uh, um, stronger foundation and connection, there's things that we can do. And so I just wanted to emphasize that, and just um, thank everybody for being here. I know that. The roads were okay this Sunday. But uh, I just appreciate you guys being here, and I appreciate you guys moving up. I know that might have been weird for me to ask, but I feel like it helped. So that's all I got for today.